Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Let's talk about cubicles. Yes, I've been thinking about cubicles, so I figured I would do a ramble on the subject and other non-related but sort of related yet confusing subjects and topics. For those of you familiar with the series, I pick a random topic or a series of topics and I just ramble and it gets incoherent, it leads nowhere, but we have fun with it, and hopefully it helps you unwind a bit and fall asleep, or relax, or distract you, whatever it is you need this podcast to do, I want it to do it for you. Going back to cubicles, you may ask why I'm thinking about cubicles, and the answer is because I am sitting in one right now. It's very meta, I know, but that's right. Maybe exactly right now, well, let me rephrase, maybe exactly right now, uh, because you are listening to this episode after the fact I'm I am not in a cubicle, but as of recording this, I am in a cubicle. Um, and um, I recently asked management who picked the cubicles. They are this greenish color, the dividers are at least, and it separates... Um, an otherwise open space into a room with four offices, if you will. Now, it's productive. I can't complain, but I've always wondered why they're green, these dividers. They aren't company colors. If I worked for the Boston Celtics, for example, I would understand it, but I don't. I would kind of like to work for the Celtics. As a kid, I wanted to be the guy, you, you know, like... The, the kids that would wipe the court down if a player starts sweating or if someone fell down. If you don't know what I'm referring to, in between plays or after a player falls, there are two guys at the end of each side of the court, right under the baskets. They just sit there the entire game. Their only job is to use a broom to wipe up sweat and water that gets onto the court. As a kid, I thought it would be amazing to have that job and just to be so close to the players. Um... These, these things in, that I'm referring to, they look like huge Swiffer brooms, Swiffer Swiffers, whatever they're called. They just look like that. Sweeper mops might be what they're called. Interesting fact that I found out the other day, Swiffer, Swiffers are 19 years old. Um, the brand Swiffer, that is. I thought Swiffers were invented like, I'm not going to lie, I thought like seven years ago, eight years ago, like relatively new. Uh, but no, they weren't. It's really a brilliant business model that Swiffer uses. It's the old razor and blades model where they give you the handle for a pretty low price, but they're always selling you new pads for the Swiffers, so you always keep buying their products. I mean, it really is brilliant. We just used a regular mop, old mop growing up, and I remember my mom would get frustrated because I would purposely dump most of the water in the ground because I would pretend I was cleaning. But of course, after a few moments of the mop, I would just get tired and demand someone else would clean it up. I always ended up having to clean it, but yeah, I could have used a Swiffer back then to reduce the amount of mess I made. So yeah, I'm staring, I'm here staring at the green dividers and, you know, we've somehow gotten back here. Um, Okay, well, what I can tell you is... um, that at least the dividers, they're not alien armpit green. That would be terrible if 
you don't get the reference I'm talking about, we have a recurring series on this podcast where I mention colors and some of them, I explain what they look like. And Alien Armpit was one of the ugliest colors on there, both in name and appearance, in my opinion. So, so again, I can't really complain much about this particular shade of green. It's more of like a deep forest green. So at least the cubicle I'm in gives me a sense of the outdoors, maybe. I guess. I'm not much of an outdoorsman. I saw a pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A pretty bad uh, movie. Pretty bad movie, yeah. I wanted to be a little more gentle about my delivery, but it was a pretty bad movie. <clears throat> um, recently, and it was about an outdoorsman, survivalist guy, kind of like Bear Grylls, and it's a horror movie where he's on a remote location and there's some creature on the island, and spoiler alert, um, our protagonist dies. I think the movie was called, I'm just trying to think in my head, maybe something like Man Versus, um, something like that, and, and this guy's supposed to be like Bear Grylls. And I think the name of his show is Man vs. Wild or something like that. Um, I'm talking about the movie, but didn't Bear Grylls, I think his show was Man vs. Nature, something like that. So the movie was Man vs. and then the guy, the protagonist in the movie, um, he is a survivalist like, or survivor guy like Bear Grylls. And then on the movie, he has a show that he goes to these remote locations just like Bear Grylls and he tries to survive. And again, I think it was Man vs. Wild. And I can't remember what Bear Grylls' show was. Either way, the movie starts off, and frankly, it wasn't that bad. I have to I, I, I have to say, it really wasn't that bad when it started. I thought the acting was decent. I thought the lead was pretty good for the most part. And I was actually thinking to myself, it's not a great movie, but it is creating a bit of suspense. And, you know, it's not bad. Frankly, maybe like an hour into the movie, I was enjoying it, and time was moving along well, And but um, then they actually reveal the creature in question. It was this alien versus predator ripoff abomination thing that is this evil killer on the island, and just ruined the film. It just ruined it. First off, the thing looks like something from a high school production set, and not a very good one at that. I don't want to be mean, you know, I mean, if you've been listening to a while, you know that I I don't typically, you know, like, rip people or get into, like, mean-spirited things, but this thing looked terrible. It looked bad. It was a straight rip-off of the Alien, from the Alien uh, series, and to make matters worse, you get this POV shot where you're looking at the protagonist of the film, this survivor guy, from the eyes of this creature. And it shows like this 90s inspired cheap CGI looking dashboard thing that's supposed to represent what the creature's looking at. I mean, it, it, it's so bad. I mean, it looked, it looked like something from a, an original PlayStation game where it's supposed to look badass. And if this were a film from 15, 20 years ago with a limited budget, you'd say... Okay, at the time you would probably watch it and, and not hate it, but the film was doing well. Like 
again, the acting was fine. The, 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 uh, the acting was fine. The idea for me was fine. I was believing it. They were creating suspense through the location, through ominous, um, and, and the cinematography, by the way, perfectly fine. Like it, it wasn't outstanding, but look, I have an honest suggestion for horror films with small budgets. Don't try to create some horrific looking creature and expect to nail it. Does that ever work? Why not in the case of this film, Referring to Man versus whatever it's called. Excuse me. Why not go the Blair Witch Project route? You know, you create suspense through sounds, location, mystery. Why actually have the payoff be seeing this creature and all its terribleness? And once again, not in a very good way. Why would you do that? You can create... I'm not a filmmaker, so I, I don't want to... I don't want to pretend like I am because again, I'm, I'm not, and I understand that's very difficult, but for me, isn't it common sense that if you don't have the project, if you don't have the budget to make these outstanding looking things, um, like recently I, I was really pleased by the design of the creature from the movie, the ritual, the Netflix movie, um, which I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great, but you know, I give it like a, like a B the, but the design of the 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 monster thing in the ritual. Am I getting it right? The ritual. It's a Netflix movie that that these guys go on a hiking trip together. I'm almost positive it is ritual or the ritual. But the design of that thing was great. It it was it was amazing. I thought it was so unique, and they they did a good job with it. But if you don't have the budget for that, come on. You know, just like. Again, look, I'm not a film producer, a maker, an actor, or I'm not a very good critique either for that matter, but it seems like one of the key components of any thriller or horror movie is a level of suspense. And a truly horrible antagonist, whether it be a person, a supernatural entity, whatever, when, when, you know, good, good films, they work together to create a really good horror film or a suspense thriller, and this movie just didn't work at the end. Um, It didn't work. Because of that payoff, which is just bad. But anyway, I mean that's that's probably the only time. That's probably the first and last time I'll ever reference that film. Some of you may be wondering how it is I'm able to record in my cubicle. Uh, the answer is I typically I like to work either very early or very late. Right now I'm working kind of late and um, there's no one else here. I've done an episode in the past where I was recording in the office again during work hours, but it was sort of my work break. You know, they're a little bit more flexible here, so. Um, and I just enjoy it. I mean, look, I'm a big believer that if you are, uh, if you're just doing something for 10 hours a day, eight hours a day, however long you're doing it, at a certain point, you need breaks. And I'm someone who, and I've spoken to management about it, I, I can't work eight or ten hours straight. What I can do is I can work two, three, four hours with pretty good focus. And then I need, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes to sort of rewind and, and, and unplug. And for me, the best way to unplug is making episodes for the podcast because I I love doing it. But, um, but yeah, that's how I'm able to record in my cubicle. 
my my with green dividers um and uh lost my train of thought there actually i was noticing that um one of my coworkers has one of those really cool customized i mean cool for me probably for you you're gonna laugh at it uh, these customized um notepads so whenever clients or uh, vendors come in um, you know just to say hi or check up on us or try to sell us a new product or whatever it may be they um, they typically bring gifts you know sometimes it's pens sometimes it's um, calendars but I really love the notepads from some of these companies because they're like these big well-made notepads and personally I prefer to write things down when it comes to reminders and then I digitize them so I like to write down notes for example and then I'll create a, a doc later where I'll type them all out and I'll save them and, you know they're sort of for my own use and I wonder how many people are still like that I wonder how many people still prefer writing especially people maybe under the age of, of 18 to 20 people that really did grow up with cell phones and, and iPads pretty much their entire lives I wonder if that's still true um, even for me I'm, I'm not that much older than I mean I am I'm certainly not college days at this point but I'm not that much older than the demographic I just described I've always preferred writing and then uh, digitizing and in many ways I find that a big reason why is um, it just helps me remember what I'm what I'm what I'm writing down I mean, by physically writing down I just remember what it is I'm I'm doing uh, more frequently and with more clarity so that's that so anyway I was just noticing that they have a a notepad it's one of the sales guys and um, it's a nice notepad I'm a little bit jealous that they didn't uh, give me one but I wasn't there in that particular meeting so I guess I can understand I um I don't know I guess I shouldn't comment too much more about my coworkers workspace it's not very polite of me um I guess the other thing I noticed is that he also has a pen but from a different company and I'm, I'm wondering where he's getting all this merch from because I've, I've attended some of these meetings as well so I'm surprised that he has uh, this pen in particular because I didn't get a pen when I attended that meeting and uh, a little bit jealous about that I'm very thankful though for the people that I'm with here in the office I mean for the most part it's, it's a lot of good vibes good synergy going around I really can't complain the, the guys and gals around here are you know hard workers very focused and um, I would say pretty pretty focused on getting the job done and sort of reaching our goals as opposed to gossiping about each other and I have a uh, I have a friend whose work environment uh, she works for a uh, she works for an educational institution and some of the work seems to be a little mindless in her department but she'll just tell me how you know 
it'll be a, basically just a big gossip center where they go in. Oh, did you hear that this person did that? And you know, she'll share that whenever we're 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 hanging out in groups of friends, and you know, she'll she'll sort of tell everyone what the new gossip is in her workplace. And for me, I've just never really been uh, very interested in that. I find it very distracting, and I just think it it um, it takes away from from work, which I'm someone who's always gotten a lot of um, identity from the things that I I work on because I I try to work on on things and do them well. So anyway, I don't know how I got into that particular stretch there, but that's kind of the beauty of of um, these ramble episodes. I talk about cubicles and I get into a bad horror film. Um that I saw the other week. Uh, and then I talk about how I wanted to be one of those kids that would sweep the floor for, at NBA games. So it's just all good fun. But anyway, it's getting kind of late here in the office. So it's a little bit short for a ramble, but I really hope you guys liked it. If you have any suggestions or comments, anything at all, you can always send me an email to hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. If you love the show, please consider donating uh, either through our website or becoming a patron on Patreon. All that information, all those details you can find in the show notes. So with that, I thank you as always for listening and take care. North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.